0: Hi, Cidia. Hello. Yes, Hello. I'm here.
1: I'm so sorry. I don't know what happened. That's okay. It's it's always some kind of technical difficulties.
0: That's okay. If there's, I think they're still working out the kinks, but it's okay because we're here. Welcome to the Greenport Collective Podcast. Thank you for being on the show today. Thank uh, you for having me. You're welcome. I want to hear a little bit about how you got started on your path as far as wellness is concerned. I know that I took a look at your website and I've been following you for a while and you actually started off teaching yoga, correct? And then you moved into Pilates. So tell me a little bit about your journey.
1: Okay, so yes, I started with yoga and I was introduced to yoga around 16 years old. And it was my father who actually introduced me to yoga. And I've always been a very anxious, sensitive um, person. Mm -hmm. And I found that yoga helped so much with that. I loved it. I started taking Bikram yoga classes and I, I was obsessed. And once I did that, I wanted everyone to feel as good as I felt after those yeah. classes. So I got certified to teach. Oh, that's awesome at 16 years old. That's amazing. Oh, no, no, no. Wait, this is a, <laughs> a few years later, later on. Later on. Yeah. But you
0: introduced at 16 by your dad, yeah. which is
1: awesome as well.
0: Um, yeah. So Bikram Yoga is great. My sister, my older sister actually uh, was obsessed with it as well out in Minneapolis. And she felt the same way. She felt like it brought her a lot of peace. It brought her just clarity. Um, she was doing it like 3-4 days a week. So yeah. that's amazing. And then so transitioning from yoga. Um, have you worked and I, I know you worked for Lululemon as an educator, right? I did. Okay, mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about that experience. Like how was that as a woman of color working um, in the industry of yoga? Um, I know I've heard a lot of different stories about uh, women of
1: color in that space. Uh, what was your experience in that space? So my experience was that typically I was the only one and this is I worked at Lululemon in Florida as well Mm -hmm. as New York and in both locations most of the time I was the only woman of color in those classes and that made me want to become a teacher even more. Mm -hmm. But my experience at Lululemon especially when I lived in Florida I loved it. And it did, it made me realize uh, how much I just loved the wellness space in general. Mm -hmm. That's when I started getting into more healthy eating and juicing. Mm -hmm. But what's interesting is that I was introduced to all those things when I was young. My father was making carrot juice for us when we (laughs) were kids. And we didn't like it, you know? I love that. (laughs) So then it came full circle and here I am doing the same thing for my son. But Lululemon really opened my eyes to this being a way of life um, that I actually had access to myself. So interesting. I had one experience there. Um, I'll just talk about it really quick because sure. pointing out being the wom- a woman of color, I had a um, a customer come in one day, and it was an older woman of color, mm-hmm. and she had all these questions. And I never saw anyone come in the store that looked like me or like her, especially. She was much older. Yeah. And so I just we fell into conversation, and I ended up getting reprimanded because I spent too much time talking to her. Now, oh wow Lululemon is a company that they stress that. Community connection, and I felt that I was obligated to to speak with her and share mm-hmm. things with her and encourage her, and and just show her what's available to her and make her feel comfortable, you know, because yeah. not a lot of people that look like me came in there, so I was excited, and to be pulled to the side and talked to about that, I really did not like that. I didn't appreciate that at all, and you know that that was a very interesting. Yeah. Situation. I will it, never forget it sounds,
0: that. It sounds very interesting because, I mean, if your mission is about community and connection, mm-hmm. spending time with a customer, that really shouldn't be a problem. And the reason I brought that up is because as a woman of color myself and living in Florida, I've seen the difference uh, from, you know, I'm a northerner, as they say, from Minneapolis. And I see mm-hmm. the difference being in the south versus being in the north and my experience in those spaces. Um, I practice Pilates, yoga, um, I work out, I like to work out on the beach and that kind of thing and the reason I wanted to know what your experience was because I know that being a woman of color in a wellness space is very different from being uh, a woman of a different nationality. Uh, we have different experiences, we have mm-hmm. different um, um like you said situations that happen um and i know a lot of great people that are in yoga and that work in yoga and i worked for a lady an amazing lady annette in tampa who owned a yoga studio and i remember she asked me how can i get more women of color in my studio and i said to hire more women of color exactly and she just stopped and she looked at me and annette's you know a good egg like she's Mm -hmm. she's an amazing person but she really you know one night we were working late and she really wanted to know like what can I do because I want to include women of color and I know at the time she had two she had a gentleman and then she had another lady who uh, worked there part-time and and I said to her I said you know um, to attract women of color you have to have women of color working here that's just kind of how it goes Um, you know you attract you know more my grandma used to say more uh, flies with honey not saying that we're flies but like <laughs> yeah. you know you kind of like you have to have what the person wants in order to come there so you get introduced to yoga by your dad which is amazing mm-hmm. and i love that he's making carrot juice for you guys because <laughs> <laughs> i used to make stuff for my son and he would be like what is this <laughs> and then after a while because i stopped buying you know the conventional stuff he just had no choice and he just drank it anyway so that I love that. Um, now let's transition into Pilates. Now Pilates you went from yoga to Pilates what made you want to embark on uh, becoming a
1: Pilates instructor? So with Pilates it w- there were two Situ- like encounters that I had with different people and they were both when I was working at Lululemon. So okay. during that time it was all yoga, everything yoga no one can tell me anything about it, that's the best um, but then I met a UPS driver, a former UPS driver who then turned into a Pilates instructor who had gotten injured on his job and he said physical therapy was too much he decided to take a Pilates he healed himself and decided to teach others And so I remembered that. And then another time I met a woman at Lululemon again, and she said, Yoga is great, but if you really want to transform your body, you need to do Pilates. Mm -hmm. So both of those conversations stuck with me. And a few years ago, I think it was 2016, I was in a car accident. And after the car accident and my physical therapy finished, I, did, I just didn't feel well. There were things that I was able to do with my body that I couldn't do anymore. I was frustrated and I was, I believe, in New Orleans with my sister mm-hmm. and I put on a Pilates video from YouTube and just rolled a towel down on the floor and did Pilates in the hotel room. <laughs> and the next day, I was sore. Yep. But when I was doing it, I said, this doesn't feel like anything. <laughs> and yeah. the next day I was like, oh my goodness, I think I like this. So I started doing it just from YouTube videos. And, and then I found a training, like a teacher training. Mm-hmm. And I went to the teacher training in New York City and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Then found out that my teacher in the training, uh, she had a studio, a small studio about 30 minutes from my house. Oh, So I started taking classes with her on the um, the equipment mm-hmm. and then also mat classes as well. So I, I got certified to teach beginner mat mm-hmm. Pilates. And then after taking classes with her, she said, you should really do the next one. So I said, OK. So then I got the intermediate, intermediate mat Pilates after that. I haven't done the full comprehensive, so I'm not able to teach on the machines or the apparatus yet. Um, so just Matt for now, but okay. I, so that's how I, I started with Pilates. It was, I kind of just fell into it, but it was those two conversations that I remembered when I was thinking to myself, I just don't feel good. I don't know what to do. And I said, let me try a Pilates class and just YouTube. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was, yeah, after that, I've been running with it because I realized that Yoga is amazing for your physical body, but it always did more for my mental and emotional health. Yes. And Pilates, sure. even though you still have that mind-body connection, it it makes you so much stronger and flexible. My posture has improved. I love Pilates. So Pilates I, is good. <laughs> it is it it is really good. I recently mm-hmm. started taking classes
0: at uh Club Pilates. My cousin Uh, recommended it to me. And in Tampa, I did a uh, private class, um, private lesson with a lovely lady uh, who had just opened up a studio. It was a beautiful studio. She had two reformers. Um, You could do semi-private or private sessions and it was great. And that was my first introduction to it. And she, I liked, you know, like you said, the stretching and just kind of that time to just be, not think about anything but what you're doing. And get stronger in your body and for your core, especially. I think everybody needs it, but for women in our core, and as we get older and we have kids, you know, a lot Mm -hmm. changes in terms of your core. I've seen a lot change on my body, Um, my core in general. When I was pretty slender for a long time, not to say that I'm not anymore, but I've seen the changes, and I wanted to do something that would really help, like. Uh, the overall extension of of my body but the but the strength as well like you said because that's really important um to move your body and to you just, to stay strong so that's amazing i love that and i love that you just kind of took it step by step and you know you'll get to the final round when you're ready and um, it's your time to get to that so that's awesome so i i took a look at your website and it says here that you love cooking Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, fashion and you're passionate about interior design so I love that so as a busy mom how do you balance um, your passion and motherhood because you know that's the thing um, and as mothers I don't think we share and talk about that enough but how do you I was just talking to a friend the other day and I said I don't really think there is balance I think there are just good choices so how would you sum that up
1: so Balance is extremely challenging, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and I do have an amazing support system. My family, they all live very close to me and and help me. And I I forgot who told me this, and I feel so bad because I wish I could remember, but someone said in life you're spinning... um, a bunch of plates just make sure you don't drop the fine china something (laughs) like that i'm paraphrasing so i like that so i always told myself okay my my child my family my health that's my fine china Mm -hmm. that is priority yes and um i don't get things done every day you know balance looks better on some days versus other days for sure (laughs) but I just I want to make sure my son and and myself that we're healthy and happy and then everything else can Fall under that. I use a planner. I, I swear by a planner. Okay. Uh, and I I actually learned that from working at Lululemon. The first thing my boss told me was to get a planner. I never had one before that, <laughs> so I always have a planner. I write things down for this uh, podcast. It's written down in two planners, and I have two alarms set in my phone. And <laughs> that's how, that's how I have to get things done because it can get kind of crazy and i don't know if it happened after having a child but i just become so forgetful and i i have to write everything down or i will not remember yeah so they they say that's a thing like they called it (laughs) pregnancy
0: brain but i believe too after i had a kid i became very forgetful for some reason and they say that um so that might be a thing we have to do some investigating on that but i'm (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's the things i've heard other mothers say the same thing well that's awesome now you so, on your journey, I like to talk about how do you leave the door open for other women, and what I mean by that is how do you help empower and foster purpose in other women?
1: I believe that's such a great question. Uh, what what I try to do, and and I hope that that's how it translates is within this wellness space, I think, I think it's the most important thing in our lives as women. Mm-hmm. So I like to invite them to, not just, you know, work out with me, but to move their bodies, to understand and listen to their bodies and eat well, take care of yourself because that has to be the foundation. Right. You have to be well in order to, you know, produce, to give to your family, give to your friends, give to the world. Mm-hmm. And especially women of color, um, To, I want them to know that they're, this is for them too. You're not excluded yeah. from, from wellness. This is, if anything, it's more important for us. It should be priority. So I'm still fairly early on my journey as far as um, my profession goes or my Mm -hmm. career goes. But I can only hope that I can open my own spaces and employ other women that look like me that are just as in love with health and wellness they can motivate and teach and inspire other women as well yeah um and encourage more to come over into this space because there's so much room for us yeah
0: well i think you're doing a good job of that because that's how i found you uh when i first moved to florida um i want i was just kind of scrolling and looking for more wellness Um, I've always been pretty active and I've been vegetarian for like over 20 years. Um, I actually got diagnosed with Crohn's disease at 21 years old and I had to pivot and shift. It took me about five years to really take it seriously and to really understand that I needed to make some changes. Uh, I started off small and then worked my way up, you know, replaced uh, the naughty things with the with the with the better you know whole foods and things like that and it was quite the journey because one of the things that I vividly remember is doing the research myself Mm. and not getting much help from the doctor uh what they prescribed was prednisone and i really don't uh jam with the prescription uh at all in any way i'm more of a holistic person and i remember when i got to florida I was like, I want to find some people online that you know I can get some inspiration and some motivation from. You know, like I, I was in a new place. You know, I left all my friends, left all my family. You know, moved to Florida for a new chapter, and I found you. And I felt very inspired by just you sharing your story and sharing, you know, your your handsome son, which I love. I'm a mother of one son too. He's an adult now, but I still, you know, I love. I love the boys, you know, as a boy mom. And so I thought that was great. And I thought, I really thought, I didn't think, but I I felt that you were very authentic and I felt that you were very transparent on your wellness journey and just wanting to share and wanting to learn and, you know, being very open with, your journey, your wellness journey, you know, um, sharing recipes and sharing different products that you like. Like I found like three different products that you referred that I was all excited about. I'm like, oh yeah, oh, I didn't know about that. You know, cause I'd, I'd love to find out about like just different products, plant-based, you know, um, organic, things like that. So I think you're doing a good job, um, you know, inspiring and encouraging and leaving the door open because one, you and I wouldn't even be on the podcast if I hadn't, you know, been following you online and felt very compelled to interview you and get you on the show.
1: So I think, so I commend you for that. Well, thank you. I I appreciate it. I think that means a lot um, for you say that. When I started doing my, my Zoom Pilates classes uh, almost a year ago mm-hmm. and I would turn on the screen and it would be all brown faces, mm-hmm. different bodies, different yes. ages. It made me so happy because yes. I had not seen it in, what is this, probably over 10 years of being, yeah. you know, in this space. And it just brought me so much joy. And I appreciate that you said that it's, it. you know, it feels authentic because it truly is. I I want I want my people to connect with me. So I don't want to be anything other than myself, um, especially online. You know, it's easy to pretend, but why yeah, there, do that? Yeah, You're not yeah. helping anyone. There's a lot of performing online.
0: Yeah. As one mm-hmm. of my favorite writers, Alex L., she talks about that on her podcast. Oh, Alex, oh, I've been following her. I love ever. her so much. Uh, she yeah. talks about the performance that people do on social media and I, I agree with you. There is a lot of that. There is a lot of performing and there is a lot, of, um, a lot of ego and I think in order to truly connect with people, you do have to truly be yourself, you know, and you are good enough you know because I think a lot of the times we can self-sabotage and think that oh well I don't have it all figured out well you don't have to have it all figured out because no one really has it all figured out you know
1: right exactly and it's okay like know that this is it's perfect it's perfect that way Mm -hmm. because we're figuring out as we you know move forward and there was something I wanted to bring up if we had time, because yes. you had mentioned it. Well, you said about your Crohn's. Mm-hmm. Um, and I listened to your previous episode about your mom who had passed. I'm sorry. Yes. Um, yeah. Hear thank that. you. And her hyperthyroidism. Yes. I was diagnosed with that last summer. Okay. And it was. I was like, well, I don't really understand. I don't really know what that is. And mm-hmm. Is there anything I can do, like, lifestyle-wise to change it? And the doctor said, no, no. Uh, it just- that's not exactly true. So I said, hmm, that doesn't sound right. Like, even yeah. if it's a thing that it's it's there forever, there has to be a way to make it just that much better mm-hmm. or easier on me. Mm-hmm. And I don't like the fact that it was just a black and white no. Yeah. And my experience with the doctor over the past year, with not just one doctor, but multiple. Yes. And then the things they're telling me, I... It's just, I can't accept it for what they're saying. Um, mm-hmm. My my hair was falling out. I didn't know why. So mm-hmm. I go to see one doctor. It's I have iron deficiency. So yeah. I ask him, is that why my hair is falling out? And he says, no, it has nothing to do with that. And I said, this doesn't hmm. make sense. Yeah, like, that does not make <laughs> sense. For me, you know, I'm not a doctor. And much respect to doctors, obviously. But it needs to make sense to me. And I know my, my body is one connected unit and everything, Mm -hmm. you know, affects every other part of my body. So it was important to me to really get back on my wellness journey Mm -hmm. even more Mm -hmm. than I was because I kind of strayed away for a little bit. You know, like as I, we do, as yeah. We do, I, I you went know? in and out. You know, maybe I, 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 just I ate too many sweets and and just gave up on certain things. But after that experience, I said, okay, no, I need to take care of myself in every way yeah. and make sure that I'm always well and I don't let these things get out of control. Um, yeah. But I, when I was listening to to the pod, your podcast, I was like, oh wow. Yeah. Um, well,
0: it. It, how did you feel when you got diagnosed? Or like, I remember how I was sitting in the cold, doctor. You know, I was actually hospitalized, and it was the whole thing. Um, and I remember just not really, like, I don't know. Like, I wasn't really believing it. And then I remember when a, a gentleman from University of Minnesota came in, and he said to me, "He said um, there's not much research on this, but you do need to take it serious because it is a serious disease." And I was like, "Okay." So, how did you feel when you got diagnosed? I remember kind of being, uh, I don't know, kind of numb. I wasn't sure. I was like, "What? What? What is this? Like, what do you mean?" Like, I, I was.
1: Yeah, I can say I I felt the same way. <laughs> it was kind of like, "What do you mean?" And almost not denial, but. I feel fine, what do, you, <laughs> yeah. what do you mean this is this thing that's wrong? And there was other things going on with, with in addition to that too. Yes. And so that was kind of scary because I knew just physically I felt tired, but I'm a yes. mom. <laughs> like yeah. it was, it was um, always tired, <laughs> you know, exactly. Yeah. It was nothing out of the ordinary. So now you're telling me these things about my body. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like almost mad at my body. Like, what are you doing? And I remember
0: reading that. I remember too reading that, or, or
1: watching your YouTube and and
0: um, you speaking about it. And you didn't want to go into detail, but you just said, you know, you went to the doctor, you found out some things, um, and now you were kind of re, kind of reshifting your focus. Um, and I know for me, I, I chose to heal myself, do the research, and heal myself, and put my Crohn's into remission. And my Crohn's has been into remission for a very long time. One of the one of the That's best amazing. things, I, yeah. Thank <laughs> you. I could have done for myself was go plant based and give up meat, mm-hmm. and I did. And I seen a huge, um, I seen a huge change in in me. Um, and I also had to change my environment, and I had to change a lot of the things I was doing in my life because they based the doctor basically said like oh all we can do is give you prednisone it's just like no that's not good enough like I need to do the work to heal myself and I did which is what kind of catapulted me on the wellness journey as well you know from shopping at convenient stores and and to only shopping at food co-ops you know in Minneapolis we have like a plethora of, of food co-ops and just going in and learning and asking questions and then getting a part time job there and just kind of continuing that journey so you know when you get diagnosed I think it's it's a it's a wake up call but it's Mm -hmm. also you also have to do the work in terms of healing yourself because doctors are trained to diagnose they're not trained to prevent Mm -hmm. unless they are practicing um, you know a different kind of medicine, homeopathic medicine, that kind of thing. And I found that out because my experience too, like you, I went to a couple of different doctors and they really didn't have much to say. And back when I got diagnosed, it was uh, not much research at all. Now there's a lot more research and support groups and things like that. And then circling back to my mom, my mom actually kept it a secret. Ooh. So we found out when my grandmother basically told us like she's sick and it's a little bit different than just having a cold well my mother covered it up and never really told us and then we found prescriptions and i asked her like well what is this for and i think my sister like looked it up or something read about it found something and she was like oh it's not a big deal it's not a big deal I remember they wanted her to get some kind of surgery that she refused to get, um, and yeah, it just was—it was—it was also something that was in the back of my mind that was like, well, why wouldn't she tell us so we could prepare if something had happened? I remember thinking, and so I was like, well, I'm not going to do that, you know, with my son. I'm going to be very transparent about it, and I'm going to change our eating habits, and you know, just just really. Try to get in front of it versus um, being in denial because there's a little denial with it. You know? Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's, that, that's exactly how I felt. And so now I'm like, you know, let me, let me pay attention because it's almost a year and I'm going to go in and get my blood work done. Mm-hmm. And I need to, you know, brace myself to mm-hmm. see if they. I think you're muted there.
0: I think we lost Sadia. Sadia, did you mute us? I think you muted us. Sadia is, we lost some contact with her. I think she is trying to get back
1: on. Um.